stopped, get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar could not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he's done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know, he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leading. <laughs> I'm leading. <laughs> you plated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows. And if you ain't right, They'll send your ass to the rear. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws. NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Joining you, as always, is Rob Blount from Dirt Vision. And alongside of me, as always, is Nick Graziano, the PR god of the World of Outlaws. Nick, how was your weekend? It was good. It was uh, nice, relaxing, uh, pretty decent weekend, I'd say. That's good. How about yours? Uh, it wasn't bad. Um... Only had one sprint car race this weekend, though. That, yeah. That was a bit of a downer. Was only having one. But we more than make up for that fun. this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did, <laughs> that was just to prepare you for this week. Yes. We more than make up for that this week uh, as we have the Brad Doty Classic at Attica Raceway Park on Tuesday night. The Joker's Wild at Eldora Speedway Wednesday night. The 38th. King's 38th Kings Royal. 38th Kings Royal 38th. on uh, Thursday night. The night before Friday night, and then the 37th, 37th. Kings Royal on Saturday. Saturday. Back to the future. Yeah, that makes <laughs> plenty of sense. But okay, that's that's how it's working. And regardless, on Thursday and Saturday, $175,000 is being paid out to the winter winner. 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 Winter is coming. Winners are coming too they on are. Thursday <laughs> and Saturday for big money both nights. That is I think like awesome. Eight hundred thousand dollars in total is available throughout the four nights. That's crazy. That's crazy. This is gonna be awesome. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm so glad that the Kings Royal is back after not having one in twenty twenty. And not only is it back, but we get two, two. of them in three days. That's just wild. It's Imagine awesome. if you win both of them. Right? I mean, it's going to be good to be Brad Sweet on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> That's my prediction, is he's winning Thursday and he's winning Saturday because there just seems to be no stopping him and the 49 Casey Kane racing team. No. Uh, three in a row now, he just swept Wisconsin. He's, yep. Made it look easy. Yeah. just. Uh, he, I mean, he had to work for it a little bit at, at Cedar Lake, but it was like, we know what's happening. It was just... You could see the right. It was the, the inevitable happening. Right now, Brad Sweet is Thanos, and he's just saying, I am inevitable, especially in Wisconsin. Pretty much. And no one, no one's stepping up to be the Iron Man and fight back. No. No. No, there, there is not. Uh, Logan tried. Um, fell a little short. Looked like Captain America in Infinity War just getting punched in the face, and that was that was. He kept getting back up much. and trying, but... He tried. You know, he could do this all day, just didn't have the help. Yeah, exactly. No um, one's on his left. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no portals anyone was coming through to help him out. He was on his own there, and uh, Thanos got him. And I guess that's a, apparently Brad Sweet's new nickname that we've just given him, is he's no longer the big cat. He is now Thanos because he is inevitable at this point. The big titan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a fun weekend of racing, though, even though we only had just the, just the one night at Wilmot Raceway in Wilmot, Wisconsin. Uh, cool little bullring. Man, it was uh, it was a rough, 
on a lot of people, though, on uh, on Saturday night. But we'll get into that in a little bit. First, it's time to hear uh, from a word from our sponsors. As always, uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. And uh, I'm, I can't even find the read anymore. I opened up so many windows on the computer that I don't know where it went. Oh, hey, I found it. Awesome. It got so, Manscaped for a second, but we brought it back. Yeah, it got just cut away you know, with the new Lawnmower 4.0. But then 0. the hair grows back, so you got to keep using your Manscaped. Exactly. you got to keep using that new Lawnmower 4.0 because uh, summer is no longer coming. It is here. And we hope that you are ready to unveil your awesome beach body. Uh, and if you are, you're in luck because our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. 4.0. The compliment your summer body with a trim from the leaders in male grooming because the sun is shining and calling your name, fellows. So join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code OpenRed20. I had no idea that that line was in this copy until it came out of my mouth. Oh, man. That's hilarious. But yes, it is 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code OPENRED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code OPENRED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. You're going to want to join in, hot guy summer. Did you say that again? I think I missed it. I'll double down on it. I'll triple down on it at this point. That line was, um, where'd it go? Get ready for hot guy summer. (laughs) Had no idea it was there until I read it and heard it. Oh, But yes, 20% off plus free shipping. Promo code OPENRED20 at manscaped.com. You know who's, uh, who's trying to get back into shape for summer? Uh, because they're in a little bit of a slump right now, is our guest today, Cole Macedo. Yes. Uh, he runs weekly at Attica Raceway Park and Fremont in Ohio. Uh, he's third in points right now at Attica, just 27 points back. Uh, has a few wins this year. Was really strong earlier this le- this year. Has hit a little bit of, uh, you know, the, 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 the summer doldrums. Yeah. He had weird, weird luck going on. Um, but he, he gets into a lot of that with us here today. It was a... Uh, a, a fun interview. He's going to be racing all week long in Ohio against the Outlaws Tuesday night at Attica Raceway Park, and then Wednesday through Saturday at Eldora Speedway. Um, yeah, this is one to listen to uh, up-and-comer. Yes. If you don't know who it is, he's the younger brother of Carson Macedo, currently sitting, uh, is he third in points? Third in points. Third in points in right second. now at the Outlaws, closing in on second. So um, it's a, a fun interview and uh, one to start keeping your eye on so you start to know where where he's come from when he eventually probably makes it up to competing against his brother on a nightly basis with the outlaws yep and when he makes it big you look back to this episode and this is how we help birth him <laughs> i'm just gonna take credit for everybody's success <laughs> you just said help birth him <laughs> as a word of outlaw driver that might be worse than hot guy so <laughs> Or well, we without the theme going, just to make this, we just gotta we're spiraling down, just to keep it real. Might as well go Man. with it. Without further ado, here is Cole Macedo this week on Open Red. <laughs> Please take the name or number. Joining us today is Cole Macedo, currently sitting third in points at Attica Raceway Park. Cole, how's it going? Uh it's going all right. We had a, a little bit of a tough weekend this last weekend, but. Um, kind of lost the points battle a little bit um nothing out of striking distance but um you know i just didn't have the best weekend and 
you know, just re- back in the rebuilding process right now and and uh, getting all of our stuff, you know, back to 100%. All right, obviously, unfortunate to see uh, some of those weekends, but obviously happens in racing every now and then. But obviously this year you get teamed up with uh, Ray Brooks Racing, and it had a pretty good season uh, so far, too. Um, just kind of talk about how that deal came together for you this year. Um, so I lived with, with the Linder family last year, uh, with, and they, you know, Buddy Kofoid was racing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I raced for Jake Heiser and, you know, just living with them and, and, you know, building a relationship, um, you know, led to, you know, bigger and better things. So, uh, you know, at the end of the year there, you know, they were talking about, you know, starting a new team and, you know, needing a driver because Buddy was going to go, you know, full time with Keith Coons and, you know, other rides like that. And uh, so, you know, it just all the, you know, puzzle pieces fell into place and, and you know, they said I was their driver and, and it all worked out. So now I can, instead of living with them and racing for somebody else, you know, we can, you know, I can live with them and race for them and it just all worked out a little better. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Ray, uh, you know, took a chance on me and, you know, I didn't have the best year last year and, and, but he, uh, you know, him and Mike Linder and Steven Linder and Steph Linder all, I guess, saw something in me and, um, took a chance and, and I feel like, you know, last couple weekends we haven't had a good weekend, but other than that, man, we, I think that, you know, we've had a really good year and, and I think that everybody's happy. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really good. It's funny. I'm so glad Nick asked that question because I've been wondering all year how a California kid ends up racing weekly at a track in Ohio. But uh, now, now we have the answer to that. Um, when you say you live with them, is that does that make things kind of weird at at home? I guess after a bad weekend, you know, there's the saying like, "Don't bring your work home with you." And basically, this is work, right? This is your job. You're a full time racer, and of course, if you're with them it's always going to come home and you guys are always going to be talking about racing. How does that dynamic work from, you know, obviously the week after a win or a good week is going to be really good, but the week after a bad weekend, how does that, how do you shift back from that? Uh, you know, I live with Mike and Steph, um, Steven lives right down the road. So he's here at the shop every night too. Um, you know, they, they're such good people. Uh, you know, I don't think that they would ever, you know, I'm sure that they do get mad every now and then, you know, I, I make mistakes and, you know, we all, but, you know, I think in their opinion, you know, we all make mistakes. Mike used to race himself. Um, and you know, they've been around the sport their entire lives. So their dad raced too. So I think they, they understand what's going on. You know, they're not like, you know, most teams out there, I feel like, you know, the crew chief and, and crew guys, have never raced, you know, so they don't really understand how hard, you know, it is on the driver in my opinion. And, you know, not that we have a, you know, a tough life. It's, it's a pretty good life, but you know, it's, it's a lot of stress and, you know, it's really easy to make a mistake. So I think they understand that. And that now don't get me wrong. They will get mad. You know, they, <laughs> they've, they've gotten mad at me this year. Uh, but as soon as we, you know, pretty much load up the trailer and, and close the doors to the truck, leaving the track. I feel like it's been over, you know, they might joke about it and, you know, tell me, and, you know, I'm, 
I'm a dumbass or whatever, but, uh, you know, they, they, you know, we can joke about it on the way home. I feel like we've never left the track, um, all mad at each other and not been able to joke about what happened, you know, that night. And I think that that's, you know, a really good asset, you know, to this team. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it hasn't been awkward yet. I feel like, um, I'm sure it will at some point. But like I said, I just think that they're, you know, such good people that they wouldn't they wouldn't make it awkward. You know, I think that, you know, we have two different um, takes um, throughout the week. And, you know, during the week, we're a family, you know, and we'll do anything for each other. And, and, and you know, same at the track, but um, at the track, I'm their driver, you know, and, and there's no, you know, family put into it. We still have good time and whatnot, but. You know, they treat me like I'm a driver, not like their kid, you know. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been good for sure. I think this shows, uh, just how good a chemistry you guys have together and why maybe you're working so well together. I think maybe every now and then we might need someone to tell us we're a dumbass at something. Yeah. <laughs> but, but sure. it, it takes being able to, to know them enough to know that that's just, they're just saying it as as kind of helpful criticism and not get too mad about it. How did how did you even start this relationship with them? How did you end up from California over there and living with them? So my brother Carson Nacito, uh raced for them with, with Craig Mintz on the team, uh, the 09X back in, I think, 2016, I think it was, somewhere around there, when he ran for Keith Coons. He had a limited schedule with with Craig Mintz and the Lenders. You know, they they took care of it just like they do for Ray Brooks. Uh, they took everything over to their house and took care of everything, and and uh, you know had Carson drive it for like I think it was limited schedule, like twelve to eighteen races or something like that. And um, he built a relationship with them, um, and then you know you know later on you know buddy kofoid was looking for a ride and called my brother and carson said you know hey call lenders these are good people um you know they'll give you a good race car back there they'll get you know racing over there in ohio we'll get your name out and and you know that'll get you to the next step so buddy kofoid went through the process and and the same as what my brother did he it was almost identical actually you know he's racing for youth coons and racing for them um and, you know, then, you know, when it was my time and I called Carson and, and, you know, he was on the road with the outlaws and, and I called Carson, I'm like, all right, what do I need to do? You know, do I, you know, who do I call? And he said, well, let's, let's call the lenders and see, uh, you know, what, the you know, what they have planned this year. And, and we called them and they still were racing with buddy full time. So they, uh, they were able, they, they were going to give me like 12 or like, a like four races, I think it was. And I'm like, man, that's not enough. You know, I don't really have much here in California. Um, I could have found something, but I, you know, I was, my goal was to get out of California. You know, you could just make more money here and, and you can race so much more. You know, I, I feel like I haven't had a chance to take a breath, you know, this year we, we race, you know, twice a weekend, if not three times a weekend and, you know, speed weeks are every day. So, um, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, that's, that's always been the goal. So, you know, I 
they they wouldn't they couldn't give me enough races so i talked to them and you know asked them you know is there anybody else out there and and mike told me you know call up jay kaiser right you know he has a good car and and uh you know you guys could have some successes and you know you can help out and, and work on it and and i'm like all right you know that you know that that sounds good you know so i called him up and we ended up making the deal and and i ran for him last year and got my name out there and you know jay's a good guy and treated me well and you know we we tore up some stuff and and he uh he just kept you know building building more stuff for me so uh you know huge thank you to him uh you know if it wasn't for him you know i, I may not have may have never got into this car so um you know it's just all those stepping stones you know in, in this sport you know to get to the next level so um yeah you know i just that that's that's pretty much the story there and then you know at the end of the year you know they asked me like i said before they asked me you know hey you want to drive the car next year and i was i was kind of begging you know they <laughs> these guys are so good you know they i was racing last year and and watching you know they ran a kind of a more limited schedule than i did but every time they showed up, they're a quick time, you know. So, uh, you know, seeing that every week, it's like with ease. You know, I'm watching that car go around the track, and I'm like, man, you know, that looks like it's easy. You know, I want to do that. <laughs> you know? So, uh, and that, you know, at the start of the year, that's that's exactly how I, you know, I was. You know, I, we were. It would seem like every time we hit the track, we were a quick time. Um, you know ever since speed week, we've kind of been in a slump, but you know, that's part of it, but you know, the speed's still there. We just haven't had, you know, luck go our way, but, uh, yeah, man, this car is amazing to drive. And, you know, Ray Brooks, you know, is an amazing car owner. And, you know, like last week we had a tough week, you know, a tough weekend, you know, we wrecked Friday and went out and qualifying Saturday and snapped the rear end. Um, you know, so that's, that's a, a lot of stuff being torn up, you know, and then in the dash, I hit the infield tire and bent the front end. And so, man, it was a lot of stuff tore up and he was there to watch it. So, you know, most car owners would be like, man, you guys got to stop tearing up stuff, which, you know, we, we already know that, but you know, at the end of the night, he, he told us how, you know, great of a job we did. And, and I'm thinking, man, how did we do a good job? You know, we, <laughs> rear ends breaking and and hitting front you know hitting infield tires and bent, you know just stupid stuff is going on and he's happy with us you know because we're you know we all of our spares and everything are ready to where we could bolt that thing back together and and we were ready to race you know and then had a decent finish you know went 13 to 6 and he was proud of it you know and a lot of car owners would be pissed you know um but yeah, so it, you know, it's the these guys are such great people to drive for, and and you know, I'm loving it. So is that how he normally is? Is he's more of like a let's look on the bright side of things? Yeah, it was a rough night, but I'm gonna look at the preparedness that the team had and how quickly they were able to rebound, and the fact that my driver doesn't give up, knowing he made a mistake, he doesn't let it rattle him. That's how he kind of is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I feel. <clears throat> I feel like I I'm different than most drivers and you know, I, I do a lot of the work on the car, you know, throughout the week, these guys got full-time jobs. Uh, I got a little part-time job, but my, my boss, uh, 
rich farmer i don't know if you know who that is but he's he owns most of the napa stores here and he actually owns a race car too um he's pretty lenient on you know when i can go in in and out of work and so whenever there's stuff to be done here at the shop you know i i can take off work and get everything ready so that when they come home you know they don't have to be busting their butts you know every single night uh after their eight hour job so um i think ray realizes that and you know like the other, you know when i hit the infield tire i think i felt you know more bad than you know i felt more terrible i should say than 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 these guys you know what i mean because i'm thinking man i gotta build another front end you know like i didn't want to do that you know so i think that they all realize that uh but you know ray he the whole night you know i've been in a little bit of a slump i feel like i haven't been doing a very good job and we've had you know dumb stuff happening you know when i am doing a good job to where you know it's a big odomino effect and you know all of our you know you know our, our hopes are are not as high you know lately so um you know it you know ray the other night he he's every time I sat in the car, he's walking up to me and, Hey, you know, just do, just do your job. Dude, you you know how to do this. You know, you, you know, you're doing a great job. Just don't think about it. Put all that stuff in the past, you know, and, uh, you know, we're all having fun here. It's all good. And, and, you know, that's, that's huge for a driver, you know, having, knowing that your car owner is, is on your side and, and, you know, hoping for the best for you, you know, you know, it's just reassuring. I, I feel like, so, um, you know, it, that's, that's an awesome, you know, asset, you know, to our team, like I said before. So, uh, you know, Ray is super good guy and, and his girlfriend, Holly, you know, come out and, and, you know, help out on the car. You know, most car owners just sit up in the stands or, or sit and watch and, you know, both of them too are hands on and wanting to get in there and get dirty and clean the car and help with whatever needs to be done. So, um, definitely one of you know my best car owners I've driven for for sure. You talk about your work ethic, working on the car yourself, and even having your own part-time job. Just uh, was that something you've always had? Was that from watching maybe what Carson did? Was it just kind of like you said, how everybody in the team is hands-on? Just kind of inspired you to be that hands-on too? Um, yeah, I've always been really hands-on. Even you know, ever since the junior sprint, you know, I was eight, nine years old. And, and, you know, the junior sprints, it's easier to take the motor out than to tape everything off, you know? So now at eight, nine years old, I was, you know, while my dad was at work, I was taking the engine out, which it's only like a couple of bolts, you know, a couple of wires and whatnot, but, you know, taking the engine out, washing my own car and everything. I, I feel like I love working on the car just as much as I do racing it. You know, um, I think it's fun. You know, it's not fun to, you know, rebuild cars every week, you know, cause you're wrecking them, but you know, normal maintenance stuff and, and, you know, cleaning the trailer and having your stuff look really nice is fun to me. You know, I, I, I take pride in that. And, um, I wouldn't say that it's because of what Carson does because Carson, he, he's very smart and he can do all, all the stuff that I do, but he uh he just never has really had to you know he he's gotten to that outlaw level quick enough um where you know they you know on the outlaw level you know they everybody's got their job and his jobs to race and 
if he goes and works on the car and messes something up, you know, he, you know, it's going to be on somebody else, not him because that's their job, you know? So most of them outlaw guys, you know, they, they kind of sit back and, and, you know, let the other guys do their jobs. So, um, I don't know. I think that it's just something that I, I, uh, love doing, you know, my dad taught me everything. I was very fortunate. You know, I've seen several kids, um, in the racing world that, you know, really don't even know how to turn the a wrench the right way, you know, and my dad taught me at a young age, you know, how to do everything pretty much. And, and, you know, I've, I feel like I loved learning and, and if I don't know something, I'll, I'm not afraid to ask a question, you know, to, to learn it and, and, you know, succeed at it. So, um, I don't know. I just, like I said, I, I love it just as much where I love working on the car just as much as I do racing them. So, um, I think that, you know, like at the level I'm at right now, it's huge, you know, to be able to work on the car because these guys got, like I said, that their job is to work their, you know, eight to five, you know, day job. Their job isn't to do this. This is fun for them, you know? Um, so, you know, if I'm tearing up equipment and whatnot and they're not, you know, they, I, I don't think they get paid to do this, you know? So, um, you know, if, if they're, if I'm tearing up equipment and they're tired from their eight to five job and then they come home and, you know, pretty soon, you know, you tear up enough stuff and, and, you know, you're doing all the work also on it. And while the driver's sitting there watching, you know, pretty soon that driver is going to be out in my opinion. <laughs> You know, he, they're going to get fed up with fixing his race car every week and them, you know, you know, they don't have fun. You know, I'm sure they do have fun, you know, watching us win, but you know, not winning and, and working on the car every week, I don't think is fun. You know, I'm the one who's having the fun in my opinion. So, um, you know, if they can come home and spend time with their families instead, um, you know, and, and not have to stress about, you know, the, the bent stuff you know, that I wrecked the week prior, um, you know, and that all that stuff's done, you know, they, I think that they can relax a little bit more and, and, you know, enjoy this racing deal a little bit more. So, yeah, I think that, you know, at my level, I think that working on the car is, is, is huge to teams like this. And, and, you know, I think that's a, a big reason why I actually got this ride this year. You know, last year I raced for Jake Heiser and, and, you know, at the end of the night, you know, if it was a far racetrack or whatnot, or, or we weren't washing that night, um, you know, if Jay had something going on, I would ride home with them. You know, I got to get home somehow. I didn't have my car with me. So, um, I would ride home with them to the car wash and shoot, there was a couple of times I washed, you know, helped wash the car wash, you know, wash the car or the panels and quad and whatnot. And, um, I think that they saw that. And I think that that, like I said, I think that's a big reason of why, um, I was able to get the chance, you know, to drive this car. So, um, yeah. It's so nice to hear of a young driver who actually has appreciation for the equipment that yeah. they're driving in. Uh, it's refreshing, especially after most of us probably, I don't know if you did Cole, you were obviously racing, but you know, most of us got to, uh, see what happened in Knoxville in the truck series race on Friday night. And, everyone not yep. having much of an appreciation for their equipment but i mean that also builds team morale too is is they know that if you tear something up uh you actually feel bad about it because you're also working on it it's not just like oh sorry guys 
good good luck tomorrow getting it fixed. You're actually there, a, genuinely a part of the team, which helps keep morale up and helps turn around slumps like the one that you're currently in. Uh, so what do you have to do to break that slump and get back up where you were a couple weeks ago at the top of this points battle and stop the run that DJ Foose is on currently? Oh, man, that's, that's going to be tough the way he's been running lately, but um, there's definitely no no question that we can't stop him you know at the end of the at the beginning of the year i feel like we were the, we were him you know so um yeah i, I think that we just got to keep doing our job you know we we really have uh been doing that lately and and you know i had one i feel like i had you know two mistakes this last weekend and one of them was just barely getting over the cushion and it caught me and you know ended up flipping and then you know, I hit that infield tire, but other than that, you know, we've just had bad luck in my opinion. Um, you know, we were running good at Attica a couple weeks ago and, and wing posts, the rear wing posts that I've never even seen break. You know, I've been racing a sprint car for, I think five, you know, six years now. And man, I've never seen a rear wing post break like that, you know, especially a newer one, you know, they're less than 20 races old, never been bent. So just stuff like that. And then we've had mag box issues this year and, you know, leading races and had mag box issues and, you know, just going out early and qualifying when it's still greasy. And, uh, you know, it's nothing that it, this slump to say that we are in, um, it's, it's not like we're not doing our jobs, you know, we're just, you know, weird stuff's happening just like it, you know, that's part of racing, you know, that's, that's just how it is. You know, sometimes, you can do no wrong and you, you know, you have something come loose, but it'll fall off after the race, after you win, you know, I've had that happen before and that's just when everything is clicking, you know, everything's done good, but, um, you know, we, we just, you know, I think that in order to get out of the slump, you just keep doing your job, keep doing your job and, you know, until you win and, or, you know, have a couple of good runs in a row and, and, you know, you build off that and, and, you know, Steven and Mike, you know, they, they put together a, an amazing race car, you know, that, you know, most of the time stuff is not going to go wrong. You know, I, I rarely saw something co go wrong on their car last year. And, and the stuff that is going wrong this year is out of their hands. So, um, you know, it's, I think that, you know, with our team and, and having a car like that, that's always well prepared, um, it'll be easy to get out of this slump and, and, um, you know, we'll have, we'll start having some good finishes here and, um, you know, hopefully it's this week, you know, there's a lot of money on the line this week, uh, with the Kings Royal and the Doty this, this Tuesday. And so if we can, if we can have some good runs, you know, you know, with these outlaw guys, that, that is huge to, you know, getting in the right direction. You know, you, you, you run a top 10 with the outlaws, I feel like, and, and that's a win in our level right now. You know, it's them guys are tough and and, you know, Kings Royal, there's going to be 60 cars there, you know, every single night. So if we can just have some decent runs this week, uh, I think that that would that would be huge to our team. And, you know, everybody, you know, be happy and, and have a, you know, a good attitude. So, yeah, actually just kind of answered my next question. Uh, <laughs> I know you finished uh, 12th at Attica with the Outlaws earlier this year and then 5th. Uh, 15th at Lawrence were a couple pretty decent solid finishes for a couple first year starts with the outlaws. Um, what 
obviously just kind of talked about how good that can be for the team. Uh, morale boost is w- competing so well with the Outlaws. What did those couple of races do for you guys? And then, like, how much more are we going to see? I know you talked about this week. How much more might we see you grow uh, with the Outlaws? Um, with the Outlaws, man, I, I'd have to look at the schedule. Um, but I think it's like maybe, you know, I race with the Outlaws all this week. Um, and maybe a couple of, at the end of the year, I'm not really sure how schedules line up. Our main focus is Attica Fremont points, both of those points championships. So, um, whenever we don't have a race with Attica and Fremont, we, you know, we're open to the, to travel and, you know, race those bigger races. Like, like you just said, you know, the, those bigger races doing good running, you know, just running good at those, at those, in my, in my opinion, those professional races, um, you know, it, it's, I feel like that's super, super big on the team. You know, it, you know, we know that we can compete at these local events, but, um, you know, like, like our run earlier in the year at Kokomo with, with the all-stars, you know, I ran fourth and, you know, most of the time fourth would not make us happy, you know, but, the race with the all-stars, you know, that's some of the, you know, better competition out there, you know, behind the, behind the outlaws. So, um, running, you know, 24th to fourth that night, I think was our best night this year. You know, we've had three wins and I still think that that got my name out there and, and opened, you know, people's car owners and, and fans eyes more than our other three wins. Um, so I think I think that, that 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 answers your question of, you know, I think that running good at these bigger races, you know, just just running good at them, you know, top tens and, and you know, it, it, or if you can sneak in the top five, there are podium, you know, that's I think that, that is bigger than a local win for sure. So I think that we've done a, a decent job at these outlaw races, but I, I know that we can do better. Um, I think I can do a better job. And I think that, you know, the, the, the few outlaw nights that we've ran, um, you know, collectively as a team, you know, we all know we can be better too. So, uh, you know, I think that we're, we're, we're sitting in a good spot going into Attica. We, you know, we always have, we always bring a really good race car to Attica, um, for, for the Doty this Tuesday. So, uh, we, you know, we should, we should go out there and, 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 you know, do a good job. Uh, there's no there's no excuse of why we shouldn't so as long as everything goes our way and and um you know nothing stupid happens you know we should we should have a good night i asked justin henderson this question a couple months ago when uh the outlaws were getting ready to go up to Hussets and uh and jackson and his territory and how well he'd been running up there is there a little bit of like you know the outlaws are coming in let's try to run well and protect our home turf for like you and DJ and Trey and Travis Philo, who are probably going to be racing on Tuesday. Um, they 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 might feel that way. You know, this isn't really my home turf, so true. I kind of look at it. I kind of look at it different. Of you know, hey, the Outlaws are coming into a track that I'm racing at. You know, that I've been racing at most of the year, and uh, you know, I just need to do my job and and you know try to beat them. You know, so. Um, I don't really look at it as my home turf though. Um, you know, I'm sure that DJ and, and Travis Philo and all them guys like that, you know, probably do, you know, this is their, 
their their home you know so uh me and dj are actually really good buddies so um you know i i was talking to him the other day and he's like man if i don't win the fremont you know championship this year i'm gonna be pissed you know i was leading it at the time now he's leading it he's he got pretty good um but he's like man that's this is like that that's always been like the thing i wanted to do and in the last couple of years i've lost it by like one point every year you know and and He's like, dude, you just just let me win it, you know. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But uh, I think that he's he's doing a good job at, at making sure that I don't. So, um, you know, I'm I'm still gonna be fighting for it. I, you know, we're we we're gonna be. Uh, it's I think it's gonna be a battle till the end. But um, you know, like he said, uh, you know, that's that's my that's my home track. You know, I've always wanted to win the championship there. So. I, you know, I look at it as I'm, I'm the outsider looking in and, and I want to beat these guys at their home track, you know? So, um, you know, I, I, I kind of take every race here as, you know, I, I, nobody here wants me to win because I'm not from here, you know? So I, that makes me want to win even more, you know? So, so even uh, though this is your weekly track, you're kind of even almost more on the the outlaw side of things coming in is kind of the invader to these guys' home turf, basically. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think, I think that most of these guys don't, don't want, you know, someone not from here, from California, you know, I don't think that they want me to win, you know? So I think that, um, you know, I think that, that I think the only ones that really do want me to win are, are Mike and Steven, you know, they, (laughs) They, they love us guys from California for some reason. Their last four drivers have been from California. So, um, you know, I, I, I take that, you know, in a good way. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm doing a good job if, if these guys are, you know, pissed about me being here. So, um, you know, I, now I, I want to beat them. You know, I want to, I want to prove, you know, these guys right, you know, that it's Mike and Steven right and, and make them look good and, and, so yeah, I just, uh, you know, I yeah, I like I said, I I, I kind of take it as you know that this is just another outlaw race, and and you know I'm gonna try to beat him just like I would if if you know if it was anywhere else. You know, it's it's a tough deal. You know, these guys are the best in the world in my opinion, and and uh, they'll teach you a new trick every time you hit the track. You know, you think you got it all figured out and you're on top of the world and you're winning all these local shows and then they come in there and it's like, what the heck did I do wrong? Today? <laughs> you you don't feel like you did anything wrong, but they're just that much faster. So, um, you know, it's just, it's definitely a learning process and I think it's good for, you know, you know, to get your, you know, get whooped every now and then by these guys to, you know, put you back in check of, Hey, you, you're not there yet. You know, you're not doing that good of a job yet, you know? So, you know, it makes us work harder and, and get our car better and me do a better job and run it harder than I than I had been, you know. And, uh, you know, like my brother talks about all the time is, you know, these guys, running with these guys, you can't ever take a lap off. If you do take one lap off, they're going to get you. You know, they're going to pass you. They're just waiting for you to make that mistake, you know. So uh, it's definitely a lot tougher, you know, racing with them compared to the local division. I think we caught you at a, a fun time in your career. You're kind of on that birth and getting your name out there and growing. So say like 
five years from now, what what's your goal? What's your vision? Are you seeing yourself as an outlaw driver along your brother? Uh, that's the goal. So I would hope so in the next five years. I think that's definitely, um, you know, not out of reach by any means. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing an all right job right now. I think I could definitely do better. Um, but you know, hopefully in the next, you know, either next year or, or the year after, you know, some, some kind of all-star ride will open up or, you know, if these guys can travel a little bit more, you know, run with them. Uh, I, I can see myself racing, you know, for this team again next year. You know, that would make me happy. I, I you know, I'm loving it racing for them. Um, but the goal is, is to, you know, get to that all-star level and, and, you know, race with those, you know, a little better guys every week and hit those different tracks that you need to run. If, you know, if, you're going to go run the outlaw outlaws. I think you have to run the all-stars first. Uh, I think that, you know, you get to run all those tracks that the outlaws are running. And, and so I think that running the all-stars is a huge asset. So, you know, that's the goal is, you know, in the next two to three years, run the all-stars a little bit. And, and then after that, you know, hopefully you can find a, an outlaw ride. You know, that's the, that's been my goal, you know, ever since I was little. I think me and my brother, you know, he's I'm I've heard him say in several of his his interviews that, you know, he always wanted to be a role of outlaw driver. So um, you know, hopefully I can follow his footsteps and, and do what he did because obviously he did it right and you know, he did it really quickly. So uh yeah. So, you know, hopefully that's that's all uh in the works. Well, Cole, we appreciate you coming on today. We've uh, enjoyed watching you all season long uh, from Attica on Dirt Vision, and we're going to enjoy watching your career as it progresses forward. Uh, seven races left this year to make up that 27 points deficit to Trey Jacobs at Attica, so good luck this week in the Doty, and good luck the rest of the way this season. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it. Big thanks to Cole Macedo for joining us today. Um, it's going to be interesting to see them run uh, – over the next five nights this week uh, in Ohio. Had a pretty strong run earlier this year. Yeah, he finished 12th. Attica, pretty respectable. Like I think that was just his second ever actual outlaw start. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think they could have a good run at Attica. It'll be interesting to see how they do during King's Royal, too. Yes. Um, I'm sure that'll be, like you said, uh, another big learning ex- experience. Yeah, and, and Eldor is only just a, a little bit different than Attica. Just a tiny bit. Just a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, it'll be fun to, to see to see how their week goes. Uh, we wish them the best. Um, but I, I think, honestly, you know, we said it at the top of the show, it's going to be tough to beat uh, Brad Sweet on any of these nights this this week coming up. Yeah, I think I think they might have a chance at Eldora, though. I, talking, talking with him the other day, he talked about how they don't really have the consistency on half miles, which you can kind of see. Uh, they've been good. They've had bad performances and i don't think they were really that spectacular at eldora earlier this year no they, that that is true that was um right in the middle of his slump we'll call it yeah. for brad that you know the slump that was full of like six place finishes that just about anyone would take but i think actually those two races were two of the ones that were either at the back of the top 10 or outside of the top 10 earlier this year which is which is funny because he's in years prior you know go back to 2019 when he won the king's royal he's been 
very, very strong there. Which honestly, I think it was almost the same situation then. Like I feel like going into that Kings Royal, I don't think we would have listed him as a favorite to win. I don't no, think he was Donnie Shots was the favorite yes, entering for sure. that one. Like but he came in, they just started trading wins and of course obviously he ended up being the, our most recent Kings Royal champion. But even going into that race, I don't think I think it was almost the same situation. Like they weren't they were good at half miles, but they weren't so consistent that we'd say, oh, yeah, he's a favorite to win. I mean, if he's not your favorite, is there even a favorite entering Kings Royal this year? Because, uh, I mean, you can never count out the 15 at Eldora. Um, but this year, obviously, has their performance has not been what we're used to out of uh, Donnie and the, the 15 TSR team. Um, Logan Schuhart is usually strong at Eldora, but he's kind of had a, a roller coaster season as well. The consistency hasn't been there. I don't. I don't know. They've been who strong you pick. on the half miles. They I have. Think they've been consistently strong on the half miles. I, I don't know. He maybe he's your favorite. But... I, favorite might be strong word, but I'd say he's my top pick. Okay, so you you yeah. and I are in agreement that there's no clear cut definitive yeah, favorite cut, entering yeah. Eldora this week. I mean, we'll see how how uh, Wednesday night goes, and uh, that should be a, a a little bit of an indicator for how the next night goes, but. Then again, we've got two nights this year of a really crazy format. It's, yeah. it's not it's not two or if you go back to 2019 when the finale of Let's Race 2 in May was made up uh, on the Wednesday night of that week it, and, and made it a, a third night. It's not two or three nights of routine regular shows to show you how the rest of the week is going to go. It's one night, one night and then the crazy Kings Royal yep. uh, format. And then another night of routineness, and then another crazy Kings Royal format. But I mean, at least by Saturday we should have an indicator. Oh, but yeah, I don't think I, we're gonna have one by Thursday. No. Yeah, I think you might have a small idea after Wednesday's race, but yeah, it's still we're not gonna see everything yet. It's gonna be fun though. I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad it's back. It's a good time, just in general. So much fun. Uh, let's take a look back at the one race that we had this weekend. As we mentioned before, Wilmot Raceway, the Badger 40 in Wilmot, Wisconsin. Uh, Brad Sweet sweeps the Wisconsin run two nights at Cedar Lake Speedway in Wilmot Raceway this past Saturday night. His first win at Wilmot. Yes. At, I mean, was it not entering this week? It was only two drivers had won at Wilmot, Donnie Schatz and David Gravel, I believe it was. Yeah, I believe of after. Active drivers, yeah, just those two. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, now we have three active drivers that have won there because Brad Sweet gets it done. Uh, he actually only led laps 23 through, I say only, 23 through 40 is actually a pretty long time, but there was only two different leaders on that on the night. It was Logan Schuhart led laps 1 through 22 and then eventually got passed uh, by Brad Sweet. So, as we mentioned, Brad Sweet with the win. Logan Schuhart ended up staying uh, at the near the top of the field, finished in second. Donnie Schatz rounded out the podium in third. James McFadden finished fourth. Aaron Reitzel completed the top five. Carson Macedo finished sixth. Sheldon Hoddenshield seventh. Scotty Thiel in eighth. Brock Zierfoss ninth. And Jason Sides in tenth. Jason's had uh, Pretty good a run couple recently. strong yeah. runs since coming back after the whole uh, hauler issue. Yeah. Maybe that's nice was an to issue see. they had to get. Hauler repair, they found some issue with that. Found some speed through the hauler. Right. Sure. It's, we'll it's go not, with that. <laughs> it's not so you know, when the when the open trailer brigade says, you know, does the hauler actually bring you any speed? He can now look at them and say, Yeah, we had an issue with it, it got wrecked, we fixed it, and look at us Boom. now. Good to go. A former King's Royal champion. Maybe we'll see that yeah, again. That would be something. That would be one it? hell of a party. That would be cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the party would be insane. I'm not sure everybody would make it to Saturdays at Kings Royal. <laughs> They're not making it to the next night the night before. Uh, good run for Brock Zierfoss in ninth. That's nice to see out of him. Uh, as we mentioned, the lap leaders, Logan Schuhart led laps 1 through 22. Brad Sweet led laps 23 through 40. Your KSE Hard Charger Award uh, winner was Blake Nimmy, who gained six spots, went from 17th to 11th. And as we take a look at the championship standings, Brad Sweet at the top. No surprise, but the lead just keeps growing. Um, I think the rest of the field is really glad that we're out of Wisconsin. Yes. And there's a Pennsylvania run coming up, even though Brad's very good at Lernerville Speedway as well. Um, but still just can't really find uh, the consistency at Williams Grove. So. Good for everyone else that Pennsylvania's coming up. Bad for everyone else that they've got to go through Ohio first. Uh, the gap is now 132 points from Brad Sweet to second place David Gravel, who finished 19th after starting 11th. Uh, and, and that short summation does not cover the wildness that was David Gravel's feature. He was on his lid twice. Early, I think it was like four attempts to actually complete the first two laps of the race, and he was one of those uh, attempts as he got upside down, and I think it was turn four early on. Went back to the work area. The team got it fixed. It wasn't too bad, and he was making his way back through the field. Yeah, I think he I was think up to, up, like, eighth or yeah, sixth or back something. Back top ten. And then got upside down a second time, and that just finished off the two-car for David. Finished off his night 19th place run. Uh, with Brad winning, that is an awful night. That's not what you want. No. Uh, 132 points back now uh, for David Gravel. Carson Macedo is third, 140 points back as he finished in sixth. Sheldon Hoddenshield is fourth, and he is now 210 points behind Brad Sweet. So at this point, uh, we have just passed the halfway mark of the season, and we only have two drivers that are within 200 points of the points leader. Like we said last episode, either some things might happen and it might close up, or he might just run away with it. At the moment, it looks like he might just completely dominate and run away with it. They're just so consistent, you know. I mean, uh, this might be kind of back to a Donny Shot style year. And and at this point now, I kind of just want to see that. I was obviously wanting the tight points battle, so it was you know unknown who was going to win all the way up to World Finals weekend, but. With their consistency now, I kind of just want to see... How far can they push it? Exactly. How, how much he can dominate the rest of the way. I mean, they're at... Um, let me pull it up here. But this win on Saturday was his 13th of the season and 41 starts. The next closest driver is David with six. So Brad has more than double the wins total of the rest of the field, pretty much. Uh, 27 top fives and 41 starts. 34 top tens in 41 starts. Um He's just, even if they start, if it looks like they're going to have a bad night, they find a way to rebound. They're just, they're an absolute machine right now. I think it, going back to an interview we did with him, uh, just talking about after those two championships, like he feels like there's nothing left to prove anymore. He's just kind of almost just out there for fun, just going after one. Don't even, doesn't even look at the points anymore. Not that he has to. Yeah. They can just say, hey, you got a good lead. All right. 
cool. Thanks. I'm going to go out and try and win now. But I think that just helps his mindset versus everybody else where he doesn't have to worry about that. He's just going to go out there and focus on every little thing he has to do to win, not worry about doing something to affect his points. That's really bad for the rest of the field when a driver who is that strong and a team that is that strong feels zero pressure. Yeah. And can just go out and be like, you know, we're just going to do what we do and whatever happens, happens. And and this is what's happening is they're just dominating at this point. Uh, As we mentioned, Sheldon Hoddenshield fourth, 210 points out. Logan Schuhart is back up to fifth in points, 228 points back. Donnie Schatz is sixth in points, 236 back. Aaron Reitzel is still seventh, 356 points out. James McFadden, eighth, 646 points behind his teammate. Craig Kinzer in ninth, 710 points out. And Brock Zierfoss rounds out the top 10 points, 970 points out of the lead. Um... Donnie had a very strong night going in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race on, pretty, on Friday yeah, not night. Too bad. Very respectable run going until uh, the mayhem ensued over the last 50 or so laps, and he finally got collected in a Talladega-style big one on, I think it was green-white checkered attempt one of the eventual four. Uh, got taken out in that massive pileup in turn one. Uh, but it was fun to see him... Uh, Running strong for a little while. Um, I don't know if he had a truck capable of winning, but he's definitely, I think he could have been top 10, top 5 by the end of it if he was up there. It it became a matter of survival and being in the right lane. And if yeah. he could have kept restarting on the inside, I mean, that was the eventual downfall in that last, the wreck that caught him up was he was on the outside. Yeah. And at that point, you were just digging for the bottom. Uh, I think it was an eighth-place run for Brian Brown, who had a very eventful night. Uh, I think he was got spun like two or three times and somehow survived it all to come home eighth, uh, the highest of all of the, the dirt ringers. So good for Brian Brown. Uh, cool to see him get a good finish at his home racetrack. And uh, now we'll see what he can do against the Outlaws in a month. Yeah. I think He'll probably be at Kings Royal, too, see if he can uh, keep that turns into any mental uh momentum luck and momentum there's a the word thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you you're welcome you're welcome you lost that one that's okay i mean i i said winter before instead of winter so hey it's you know it's win some lose some yeah it, it's hot guy summer mine's all over the place <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. We're just going to move on. I mentioned the the uh, Knoxville Nationals coming up. We are now within a month of the Knoxville Nationals returning. Uh, make sure you go and get your Dirt Vision Platinum Pass because not only do you get to watch the entire season for the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. You can't say that one too fast. I need to trip yourself up. Yeah, can't can't do that one fast. Uh, But you also get the entire season for the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Models, uh, the entire season for the Dirt Car Summer Nationals, uh, weekly racing from Knoxville Raceway, as well as Acker Raceway Park, Jacksonville Speedway, Williams Grove Speedway, and Houston Speedway, uh, which put on a show last night. Uh, very fun one, especially those late model stock cars. I raved about them a couple weeks ago, and they were awesome again. They always are. Uh, they're turning into one of my favorite divisions in all of all of the country, uh, to be honest with you, Nick. Really? They're, they're just awesome. <laughs> they really, really are awesome. They're like four wide. Like They drop the green flag, and they're like, all right, we'll just go four wide into turn one, and they make it work. And 
beat on each other. Uh, lap two, the the dominator Corey I got spun out. Um, goes to the work area with a flat tire. It's only like a twenty lap race, and we know how small Houston is and how fast the laps are there. With the help of some cautions, he finished in second by a bumper. Like he he was a bumper away from rebounding all the way to the win last night. It was awesome. It took a little while to get there, but it was a fantastic show. Uh, I'm gonna rave about the Lee Model Stocks, stock, uh, right, well, Lee we'll Model Street a... Stocks, every chance I get. All I right, might well, have to start we'll, a new podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll just make a segment here at the end of every episode. Deal, people don't have to listen to the beginning. We'll save it for the end. <laughs> we'll just talk about them. This be that segment. I felt like I spent too much time talking about the one we did the the Houston and Jackson uh, preview, um, and then uh, my buddy Scotty Taylor said. I didn't think you spent that much time on it, so I guess I'm making up for it now. Yeah. Um, anyway, and we're going to move on from that. Um, as I was saying, you know, uh, also coming up again later this year is racing from Down Under in at Perth Motorplex in Perth, Australia. That's also going to be included in your Fast Pass, so make sure you get that Platinum Pass uh, because the Knoxville Nationals and 360 Nationals being included is uh, a big-time Big time bonus. You're going to want to have it for that reason. We're less than a month away from both of those events. So make sure you go and get it. If you can't be there, this is the best. This is the only way to see it, actually. Yeah. Really, it's a big time savings from the monthly to the platinum. So it is. Why not just get the platinum? Yeah. It may not feel like it when, when you're shelling out money up front, but it is a big savings as the year goes on. Oh, yeah. Uh, so go go and get it and if you and if you are able to make it up to Knoxville or any of the tracks that we have coming up we implore you to try and do that go to worldofoutlaws.com to go and get yourself some tickets so you can see the greatest show on dirt in person and remember or learn why it is called the greatest show on dirt because it is <laughs> simple as that Thank you for that expert analysis, Nick. I'm yeah, I, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, you have anything else to add, Nick? I think I've got everything covered. All right. I think, well, uh, we're good to go for some racing now. Yeah, it's uh, it's a busy week, so let's get to it. Big thanks to Cole Macedo for joining us and making time uh, to join us this week. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week, but until then, thank you all for listening. Bye bye. Hashtag open red.